This episode of Carolina Sports Talk is brought to you by Southern Elegance Candle Company, where modern value meets Southern charm. Right now, check out their fall and holiday collection with candle scents such as Caramel Latte, Fireside, Sweet Potato and Brown Sugar, and our personal favorite, Orange Spice. This scent is cloves wrapped in a citrusy orange essence that takes you all the way back to grandma's house. This one is sure to be your favorite, just like it is ours. Make sure to go visit secandlecode.com and use our promo code CRUX, that's C-R-U-X, for 15% off all regularly priced items. That's S-E-C-A-N-D-L-E-C-O.com, where they lovingly craft each scent and city combination to elicit a fond memory to whisk you to a place of pure joy. On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk a little NFL, NBA media days, big deal, no thing, and your emails. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. Make sure you check us out wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, whether that be Spotify, or if you just tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can also check us out on social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram, or hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Ooh, ooh, there was some good football this weekend here. I'm excited for it, you know what I mean? But before we jump into that, I got a couple of my guys in the studio. These dudes is really already getting on my nerves, but you already know what it is. We finna have some fun tonight. I got my regular guy, my dog, my host, my co-host, DJ Highstar. Star. Holla at the people, bro. It went, it went, it went. It was good, it was good, people. Uh, you know, we in here. Yes, sir. Feel good to be back in yeah, I hope everybody's listening fast because I'm not going to be talking slow. You know what I'm saying? I'm just glad to be back in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Speaking of, go digital studio. But I, yeah, I'll let you uh, do all of that talking to you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. We also have a special guest in the building with us today. My dog, we're actually coming live from uh, his studio on today. My dude, Trey. Shout out oh, to you, my dude. What's Mr. good, bro? Mr. Dope Digitals himself. Yeah, I mean, Dope Digital Studios, we in the building. What up with it? Thanks for having me, sir. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on for the first time. Won't be the last time. But, um, yeah, man, it, it, it was a great weekend of football all around, man. Mm. Um, started off with, uh, mm. what you mm. said, not a great weekend for sports? It's not that it's not a great weekend for sports, but I think just real quick before we get into that, I don't think there's no better time than present, really, to get this out the way, bro. Okay, jump on it. Right. I'm going to let you uh, take that one. Go. Mr. Dope Digitals. Uh, Call me Trent. Okay, cool. I know that you have an affinity for, you know, the NBA, basketball, life. Are we doing this already? He's Real quick, straight into we, it. Take the bandaid off. Let's get it. Before we start talking about the NFL scores, because I don't want you, you know, grimacing and <laughs> <laughs> while we're going over that. Um, yeah, you have an affinity for the NBA, ball is life, you know, basketball type of dude. Um, and now, what is your issue with the NFL? Or just football in general, adult football. I was going to say, yeah, I don't have an issue with the NFL necessarily. You don't want them. All right, go ahead, bro. But, um, <laughs> no, honestly, even from a very young age, I don't understand people who play football. Like, if you have the mentality 
to even if you like Continue. enjoy watching expound. it. Expound. Yeah, it's 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 again. You gonna call? You may Just call say me what soft. you gotta it's say. It's too violent. What are we doing? No, like no, 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 no. every play, somebody gets hit. That's how the play ends. The play don't end unless somebody either scores or is on the ground hurting in agony. And you sign up for this. You <laughs> he's being all, he's, he's also being diplomatic, Big Cliff. He's he also has stated in the past. I'm not trying to be a snitch or a rat. However, comma that. Is grown men, you know what I'm saying, tackling each other? Like Come on. that that looks silly. Why, grown why? men tackling each other. A bunch of grown other. men just trying to tackle oh, every hey, single the, play. Yes, every play has got grown men trying to tackle. Give that each smoke, other. Trey. What are we doing? Like for real? This is what other grown men enjoy watching. All sitting around in a big guy huddle, watch cheering for other men to tackle oh. other men. Big That's Cliff, what we doing. Your retort. As where on one hand, I guess I could see where he's coming from. But on the other hand, what is basketball but a bunch of people running around throwing a ball in a, nah. in a hoop? It's a science. It's a it's game a of skill. Which is literally the same thing football is. Whoa, whoa. Athlete, you are much more, much greater an athlete to play football than basketball. I agree. But I'm talking about skill. There's so also a high level of skill required. For like two positions. Two. Which two is those? Throw, are those? Throw. So the quarterback mm-hmm. and the punter. Those are the only two things that require skill. What? The punter? Right. Yeah. Do you know how much skill it requires to be an offensive lineman, though? Yes. Absolutely none. You got to eat <sighs> cheeseburgers every day. Then you're an offensive mm, that's lineman. disrespectful, bro. Highly. Do you understand the, the diversity of the plays, the complexity of the blocking assignments, whether you to know the tendencies that are required of your, your opponents to be able to gain a, an advantage right, and just right, like, right, right. there's yeah, levels to this I, thing, still, bro. You gotta, yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I understand. I understand. Yes, it's maybe a this, bit more complex. But this is what I could kind of, this is where my respect comes in uh, for the game at when I play Madden and... I try to. I have to think on my feet or do audibles or hot routes. I think about them having to do that with those same grown men, said grown men and animals and monsters that you're talking about, wanting to take my head off. Pause. Like in our like in that's what a quarterback has to do within like you know what I'm saying. Fifteen seconds, ten seconds, or he's considered if he gets a delayed game, he's considered irresponsible or whatever like that. But it's like all that pressure caving in. It, it is different. It's different. And it's I have a, a lot of respect for the quarterback. It's a different art in poetry. I got respect football for the quarterback. Is. I just think if you play football, you might be like kind of dumb because why would you <laughs> That's the smoke we looking for, Trey. Why would That's you want, like, why would you want to like, be concussed? Why would you, so what do you want I, these I, things? Let me ask you this. Randomly, what do you feel about MMA? MMA, I feel uh, very similar. I feel like it's kind of stupid, although it is like um, hand-to-hand combat, combat yeah. and so that can be necessary. Like if you need, you know. So I can see that as more efficient. Not, but they're doing it for no reason. Like other than purposeful, money, so. in other words, though. Yeah, it's like purposeful. See. Like if you get caught in the back alley, you know some MMA, you might be okay. So. You know, to me, that's, that's like if you know how to form tackle, you're not going to be able to use that nowhere unless you're a I cop. I mean, I guess you could. I guess if you're a cop running down, you know what I mean? Drug dealers or something. Oh, man. No, no, I guess you could. But no, for real, all joking aside, I respect football players, obviously, but. Shout out um, to the jump out boys, too. Yeah, you know, but just just watching it, and I played, you know, when I was younger, as you get older, it just doesn't make sense. These dudes are too big, like. You know, whatever. But it, it seems like it makes more sense as you get older, honestly. And and, and that's my perspective, wow. where you're looking at it as mm-hmm. you've got a higher level of skill, a higher level of understanding, and and honestly, and not even on no shade, but like 
that's the differentiator between the cats who stop in high school, college, and those who make it to the pros, those who are able to conceive the game on another level and being able to process the assignments, who have that desire and that drive. Like, and that's the just discipline to remain exactly um, physically. Remain, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, again, I'm not, I don't want to take away from. Right, right, right. And I think your point is It clear. takes a lot of I determination. And, but I will say, what do you have to say about the um, small amount of athletes? And stars who have made their money and got out the game a lot quicker than people are used to. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, and I it, think it, that's just the game plan, right? Or what we call an exactly. exit strategy. You know what I, I mean? I think those people may agree with me. They ain't letting <laughs> their kids play football. I'm just keeping it serious. No, there's not, a lot of pros that. Well, go ahead, Big Cliff. I'm nah, no, you was getting ready to say a lot of pros who feel like that, and sh- even folks who didn't necessarily make it to that level. Because as much as I love football, if I was to have kids, I'm not letting them play football either. Oh, so I'm right. All right. No, not at all. <laughs> but the thing is, I think, again, with I don't want to even bring it all the way here, like as far as a, a black thing or anything like that. But with us, as far as options that we've had where present fathers mm-hmm. could actually pass down a quote unquote skill or something like that. It's not always barbering or anything like that. But I could teach my kid how to be fast. I could teach him how to shoot a basketball, how to hit a baseball. And eventually, oh, if he takes to football and he's good at tackling or good at rushing mm-hmm. uh, offensive linemen or he ends up getting some weight on him, he's good at blocking this guy, that guy, he's a good at running back, then you see him all the way through and the path just ends up being the path. It don't, it don't even be like a plan. Or like You know what I'm saying? A lot of people do start up with that plan, but what you going to do when your son is um, – Darren McFadden or something, or yeah, <laughs> or yeah, if you yeah, just can't yeah. you can't deny the talent or or how whatever like you got little you Christian do? McCaffrey running around in yeah. your backyard and you just gonna not let him play and I get that but if possible I would like to steer them away from it primarily because of the injury factor and it's not so much that I find it stupid it's that risk reward that's there like if he's talented then naturally yes the gifts that God gave him I'm gonna let him use him for that but if if not. Yo, let's see what's up with this this basketball. Let's see what's up with these books. Exactly. Let's see what's going on with this gym. Like whatever he's talented at and his his gift, I'm gonna walk. I'm not. And then, so let me rephrase what I've said to clarify. I wouldn't not let him play, but I'm not gonna push it on my kid to like say you. I played. You gotta play. Nah, I like I agree with that. Do what you're doing. Like whatever your skills and your gifts and your talents, your desires are. Let's foster those. If that mean you a band dude, yo, grab a sousaphone, preferably a percussion section bass drum type action. And let's rock. I mean, so I mix with it. I feel yo, you. yo, what a way to kick this off, right? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Watch this guy here. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trey, a.k.a. Dope Digitals. No, no, no problem. And again, I know it sounds, we, we need to move on. We don't need to make this, you know, uh, bring, bring down the mood at all. But if you look at some of these football players that sustain injuries. Let's <laughs> not bring the mood down. But as I, point. as I continue to move, bring the mood down. No, go ahead. <laughs> but now if you look at some of the crimes they committed, like against their families and themselves with suicide and this, what? A lot of doctors and, you know, they had the whole concussion movie. <laughs> Will Smith who, who, played that. Uh, the what that movie? <laughs> concussion. Concussion. <laughs> Wow, but but, you know, but and see that's y'all wasn't fans of Will's accent in that movie at all. No, no. Uh, but no, how many lawyers have done that? Have had some type of traumatic emotional break of some sort and just lost their mind. And, yeah, compared to, compared to football players, not not like it's not. How, it's a, it hasn't you know, been publicized, bro. There's way more lawyers than football players. Precisely. Period, how many basketball players? How many? F- Former football players, how many 
hockey, like there's so many different aspects. Firemen, like rappers, uh, soldiers who come back. So everybody's dealing with different things from aspects. It's because they're so notable and and, and just have that large scale recognizability. If that's the word I want to use, like I don't know. I'm gonna let this go. We right. can move on. Think- but <laughs> lawyers help people. Police help people. Firemen help people. They're all most of them risk their lives to like service do, people. do a, yeah mm-hmm. service people. Football is literally something you enjoy doing from a kid. And then you got these coaches and everything that kind of, you know, push you. and Like your stance is just bump football. I got you. I yeah. got you. No doubt. Not Essentially. Bump football. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watch it, but it's but like you gotta I can't accept get into that. It. What I'm saying is accept that stance for the fans. So when they email, they know exactly what to say to you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. When yeah. they send in that email, they're like, yo, no, nah, this is why football is. Uh-uh, football. Especially the females. Oh. All right, so I see I don't like where that's going. So as we continue to talk about the individuals <laughs> who actually do like football, uh, we t- opened up this week last Thursday with an amazing game, uh, at least from my perspective, with the Carolina Panthers taking a victory over the shorthanded Houston Texans 24-9. to Now, we do know that there were some uh, high costs that were paid during that game um, as the Panthers started off 3-0 and for the first time since 2015. Actually, in team history, every time that we started 3-0, We've gone to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying anything about this year. I'm just saying that in the two previous iterations of the Carolina Panthers going 3-0, we went to the Super Bowl. You know but who won't be watching that Super Bowl? Trade Dope <laughs> Digital. <laughs> and have the Panthers won any of those? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Never mind. Bruh, it's an account. Look, we're not even going to. We're not even going to. As you were. You know so how good. much. Never mind. You know how much revenue was generated in 2015 in this city? Bro? No, Come on, dog. I'm talking about revenue. I'm, I'm just bringing it up. That's a part of the question. question. It's a part of it, though. I'm asking the question, bro. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let's talk about it. In pre production, we brought up Cam's presence in Charlotte around that time. Uh huh. Right? And then you said you brought up the Super Bowl. Was it a win or a loss? Again, do you know how much bread was made in the city during that season? Bread? I just simply bought up. He said that, that every time we start 3-0, we make it to the Super Bowl. I just simply brought up, don't get everybody excited for nothing. I always Super see Bowl all appearances the mean something. It, 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 making that's it to the Super Bowl is an excitement. Because how many teams haven't even done that? Granted, we've not won one yet. And you got your New England to the world with six and all Tom Brady with like 112 of them. But like at the end of the day, they're teams that don't even make it. And so, and you say, don't That's bring true. up, we're talking about football, don't That's bring true. up money. Football is played to make money. You, it's a game and, and all the sacrifices and even everything that you, all of the valid points you had. That's legit just because at the end of the day, it's about the bread. Them making it for themselves and their families, as well as the revenue that it generates on the back end. And if so. I could, real quickly before we get into the scores, bro, you know the dangerous thing about football or whatever like that, which makes it that iceberg on the top. and Concussion. Then- to the concussion, but also, bruh, nobody wants to say that fantasy is a billion dollar industry. So even if those grown men wanted to just one day, they up and say, you know what? Tackling each other is childish and stuff. There's somebody somewhere that got $5 million in their fantasy league to say, no, it's not, bruh. You better go out there you better and go get be the childish. points for me. Like, <laughs> like it, it's crazy, man. It, like, where it's ter- it, it's turned games into games. You feel what I'm saying? Like, a, it's turned, it's birthed new industries, in other words. Like, factuals. Yeah, but as we were mentioning, uh, there were some losses in that game with Christian, Christian McCaffrey actually being out for a couple of weeks with a sore hamstring. And even on the defensive side, our first round draft pick, um, 
Mr. Uh, Horn, JC Horn, Horn, Joe Horn, son. Yeah, I'm gonna has, keep saying that every time you ring up Mr. Horn, right? <laughs> and every time you say that, all I can barbecue think of sauce. him and his barbecue sauce, yeah. bro. That's wild to me. But now, nah, JC has several broken phone bones in his right foot that uh, will keep him out possibly for the remainder of the season. So uh, we got the victory, but what did <sighs> that it was cost? A t- right, that was a tough, tough, tough oh, win, if you will, to because how those injuries when those happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and skip forward. We're going to look at Monday night football game um, last night. Uh, the what's that team in Dallas? Um, they got a star. What are they called? Who are they? I, I can't remember. Stake, Stakeums or the Stakeums, the Wranglers, uh, the Dallas. Yeah. The Dallas football team played a game as well. Somebody told me uh, against the Philadelphia the Stars, Eagles. The Blue, Stars. the Blue Stars. Let's call them that. Uh, the, the Cowboys play the Eagles, taking a victory 41-21. to 21. Um, Now, I'm going to just completely disregard the game because at the end of the day, their defense was just a, way, a little too much for Philly last night, uh, and it showed just throughout the every facet of the game. But I am so sick of Cowboys fans, bro. Like, you... Well, let me, let me <laughs> if I could, before you start that diatribe, let me just give them their flowers because I honestly, with all the hate in my heart and stuff like that, they did look good. I will play good cop on this week because you know, there's plenty of weeks for me to play bad cop with the Cowboys. Trust me. We don't care. We don't care. You know what I'm saying? In my Stephen A voice. But they look good. Dak looks impressive, bro. And the one thing that I am grateful for is that C.D. Lamb didn't get off because I was able. I was playing him in one of my fantasy teams leagues. So I was able to win that game. But overall, their defense looked great. They kind of... Humbled Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, and and then the offense kind of, you know, stood tall and did their thing too. So I I want to just give them their flowers, bro. But go ahead about the fans. Nah, they're just trash, man. Like, uh, what is it about the fans that makes them so annoying? The Dallas fans. How are they different from Laker fans? Well. Well, right. Wait. He's asking the question. Hold on. How are they similar to yeah, Lakers fans? You don't fans? even like football, so how do you even know how Cowboys <laughs> fans are? I know how. I, there are right. plenty of Cowboy fans in the family, man. All right. So what? What? Uh, go ahead. I, okay. The first thing we can say is winning, right? Lakers have more recent and uh, relevant Widespread. wins. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, that's the main thing. Go ahead. But yeah. all right. What this about the Cowboys? Banners fans? hollow. What about the Cowboys fans? Is annoying. They're just the most obnoxious people on earth, bro. I can give you a real, and I'm not even a huge football guy, but just what I've noticed, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose, they're talking, they're, they're still talking crap. Absolutely. You know, like, if my team loses, I'm going to let y'all have that one, but Cowboys lose, they, they still, still... We still got our rings yeah, yeah, back in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, no, nah, they just... Ugh. Yeah, but now if you are a loyal listener to Carolina Sports Talk and happen to be a Dallas Cowboy fans, don't take any offense to anything we're saying because, you know, not that y'all were anyway, but y'all, you know, it's cool. We, no, we it's not even not that y'all were. It's not that we care. But <laughs> like I said, I'll play good cop this week. Y'all look good. Y'all got the win. I think personally y'all should be one and two. Y'all are two and one and dominating a weaker division, but y'all are dominating. I can't take that away from anything. Like y'all are dominating the division right now. Yeah, but as we move forward with the scores, the Bucks took care of. Uh, excuse me, the Bucks lost I was about to, to the Rams, twenty-four to thirty-four, in uh, Tampa Bay's first loss since Week Twelve of last year. So uh, that was actually a pretty good game. A lot of people have the Rams as one of the, uh, one of the f- pretty much favorites in the NFC. So it's good to see them kind of winning the games that they should. Now I know Matt Stafford; he didn't have a whole lot of those games in Detroit. Um, 
he was impressive the way he just took command. He seems like he really enjoys himself out there in LA having the skill positions. Shout out to my dude, Deshaun Jackson, man. Sleeper pick on my fantasy team. Okay. You know what I mean? Buddy like is 112 years old and he's still out there blowing by. Now, at first, when I went back to look at the replay, I thought he had just zoomed by the safety, but he put a move on him that had Buddy sitting down Indian style in the middle of the field and then flew by the cornerback who thought he had some safety help over the top. So uh, shout Great out to question. Deshaun Watson. I mean, excuse me, Deshaun Jackson getting a little resurgence. Go ahead. Uh, the best team in the NFC West right now. The Rams. They could put, They potentially could be the best team in the NFL not named Carolina Panthers. I said what I said. I'm just saying there's a there's a there's a guy named Kyler Murray down there in, in Arizona. But and see and he, he loves to play as well. He's got some good weapons down there. But I mean, I didn't again, I didn't want to divulge or keep digress from where we were talking about with the Cardinals game, but that brought up that question to me. Yeah, no, for them and, and with that I mean I, the Cardinals I, game, the Rams game. Yeah, no, I think the Cardinals the offense is similar to how with the Panthers, the defense is the strength of our team and the offense is just kinda playing their role on with them is the other way around. The offense is the strength of them and the defense has not yet messed it up. Now this week will be a really good test for them as they play a divisional foe. I think they do play the Rams. And so to be able to have an actual team, they, they, they benefited in playing some similar again to what some say if Carolina has done, we took care of the jets and we took care of shorthanded Houston. And even our win over the saints was with them. You know, we, you play who's on a schedule. Exactly. And at this point they'll have a test this week, similar to how Carolina will, when we get to go out to Dallas, Dallas and to Jerry's world and, you know, take care of business out there. But as we continue with the scores, dolphins took care, uh, excuse me. I keep saying took care. The dolphins lost to the Raiders 28, 31, uh, the Jets, oh, the Jets, poor Jets. The Raiders, I'm sorry to cut you off. That Raiders game was a real good game, too, though. Oh, word? So they, the Raiders had 3-0 and on the line, of mm-hmm. course. First time and since 2002. And if I'm not mistaken, did that go to overtime, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken? It did. The, third, the, uh, Raiders, the Raiders game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, a, that was a, a good finish, in other words. But go ahead, the Jets game. Yeah, the Jets. Shout uh, out. I mean, they're 0-3, um, and it just at the end of the day, it just looks like... Uh, that Sam may not have been a problem there. So we'll see what they're able to do if Were they're they, able to get. Did they get shut out in Denver? They did, 26 to nothing. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, they've lost 12 straight games in September, the actual longest active streak in the NFL. So it's, yeah, it ain't looking real good. And as a matter of fact, New York itself is 0-6, as the Giants are also 0-3 with their loss yesterday. Actually, you're saying New York City maybe? Yeah. Because Buffalo has some wins. I mean, well, the, it, yeah, right, that's right. Like the so New York City say, teams. Thank you, thank you. Let's I, I, clarify. Can I interrupt with some like non football? It's football related, but I don't want to interrupt y'all's. You know, y'all in a good flow right now. I'm, I'm sure that the audience wants to hear again from the guy that hates anybody so. that plays football. Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. What team is he playing? Carolina Panthers. He's on our team, right? He got, <laughs> uh, he got traded from the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now is he this, went to this college the, at USC. This like the big Southern Cal. Southern Cal. This the big uh, defensive player. He like real nice. No, Sam Donald's a quarterback. quarterback. Who am I thinking of? No clue. I don't know there's anyone's like a, name that's a, close to that. It's a big light skinned dude. All right. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about LA, LA, um, LA tackle, the defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. And, Aaron there Donald. There we go. Okay, oh, I know okay. Aaron was Donald. Similar. Yeah. Have y'all seen a video of him working out with knives? Like somebody's trying to like, it's one of his coaches trying to like stab him, and he's like hitting him away. No, 
Bro, that's what this is why I say I don't know what's up with y'all who play football, but oh, you got to have a different mentality this, for yeah, it. Yeah, nah, now. this was like, like this was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. One of his coaches is like literally trying to like stab him with good speed on it, like not no slow stab, but good speed stab, and he's just boom, calmly not gonna moving him out the way. Like man, all right. Anyway, back to y'all's. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah shout out with the Aaron knives Donald, and the skills. Sam yeah, but no, and so as I mentioned, the city of New York, thank you, brother, uh, 0-6 right now with the Giants falling to the Falcons who finally get their first win with a 40-yard game-winning field goal as time uh, expired from Young Ho Q or Ku, uh, 17-14. Um, I'm going to Atlanta, man, so I hope I hope they're at least halfway decent so when we beat them on Halloween in Atlanta, it'll be all right. Uh, the Colts fell to the Titans 25-16. Uh, and lastly, as I mentioned, it was the Packers and the 49ers, which was also a really good game. Uh, Mason Crosby hit a game-winning 51-yard touchdown, uh, excuse me, 51-yard field goal as time expired to take the Packers 30-28 to over the 49ers. Now, the last series of that game, um, your boy quarterback for the 49ers, um, what's, the, what's the model? Garoppolo? Garoppolo had a chance to really – Notch himself. Then we know they got Trey Lance, um, their first round pick, top five pick in the draft this past year, sitting on the bench ready. And he actually threw a touchdown in the game as well. But um, they left too much time on the clock for pay, for uh, for um, Aaron Rodgers. Indeed. It's like when they gave when they when they scored a touchdown, you could see Aaron. Rod- they went straight to Aaron Rodgers, and his face was like, "Oh, okay." And then, bang, straight two passes, long passes. Over the top to Adam uh, to Devontae Adams, and it's like they almost wanted them to win the game. And I don't, I don't never understand it. The only thing that was more perplexing with regard to time management in the in the week this week was Dallas's quarterback and uh, I mean their coach not uh, calling a timeout right before, before the, the half. half. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It, like for them, but that was my thing as well. Like with McCarthy, did they like was commentator saying that so that so that Dallas could get the ball back at the time i mean they were clearly in control of everything going on at the in the game at that time right and and, and here's the thing if they do moves like that next week against carolina it's they're going to lose. cost them but right. their their that. defense had and that I momentum guess you practice but mm-hmm. you're going to treat every just like the same way that people dallas fans mainly were telling me about oh we're not going to we weren't going to run Zeke that first week because of the Tampa Bay defense that we was going up against your game plan is going to be different each week i mean and then you're playing as the game goes on again like it wouldn't to me it wouldn't have benefited them to force another possession or for them to get the ball in their hands again to try to granted i guess early practice for for like to have at, to to have that be habitual for your team, mm-hmm. but I don't I didn't see the big deal when they were getting on McCarthy about not calling the timeout. I would have seen more of a big deal that uh, Philly didn't call the timeout going into the first half. See, here's the thing, you you always we've heard the saying practice makes perfect perfect. It's actually pra- perfect practice makes perfect because the way you practice or the way that you continually habitually do things is what you're going to do. And so in this instance, I.e. the New England Patriots, um, exactly, they used to rock. Oh, and yeah. specifically with Dallas, last week he had an issue where he they almost let the time clock run out. They ended up getting a field goal kicker on the field in time, but he wasn't paying attention to the clock. And that situational awareness, because he just had that problem last week. 
to have that happen again this week. And if he definitively said, no, we're not doing this. But you could look at him and he was kind of talking to the ref, looking at the ref and trying to call up to the guys upstairs. Hey, should we call a touchdown? It's literally that he just did not know that that's what you are supposed to do in that situation. So when you put them in a situation where they're playing a better team next week, that offensively, they're going to need every one of the points that they're able to get because our defense is going to be stingy like that. To have an entire additional possession that could be seven points, it could be three points on the board, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge next week, and so that's kind of the reason that a lot of them are going up on that. Um, I actually had just a few liner notes before we leave the NFL mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm giving out more flowers. <laughs> it's the florist this week or something, but I just want to especially shout out shout out the kicking game. I want to shout out the kicking mm-hmm. game this week. All right, and this mm-hmm. DJ High Star. Directly talking to you, kickers. I appreciate you guys this week. All right, you made my weekend of football very exciting. So <laughs> we already have brought up young young Ho from uh, ATL, mm-hmm. ATL Shouty, and then also Mason Crosby. Um, but I also wanted to highlight your man, what Tucker? I want to say, yep, out in Baltimore, he uh, hit a, um, a NFL record sixty six yard field goal, and it was a game winning field goal as well, mm-hmm. right? In the Ravens win. So, Which probably shouldn't have been either way because there was a... Well, the, oh, yeah, prior to that, that was... Yeah, the penalty. Con- exactly. Yeah, it was controversy yeah, yeah. prior to that for the delay of game. But 19-17 win that they got. And then also, still want to show love to the kickers, all right? In wins or losses. So the Jaguars-Cardinals game. The Cardinals attempted... Now, still, they, they won the game 31-19. But whenever it was in the game, they attempted... At the time, the longest field goal in NFL history. I think it may have been like 68 mm-hmm. or something 68 like that. 68-yarder, and he ran and it back. And it actually got to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars where my man ran it back for 109 yards. And, and no disrespect to him. I just don't know any of the Jaguars outside of Trevor Lawrence. But <laughs> and, and Marvin Jones Jr., I guess, is all Oh, and there, Etienne, who's hurt. And Chark, and Chark. Okay, so, so I, know I, can't a couple, really know a I know a couple, <laughs> but not him. <laughs> not him. Who are you, bro? Yeah, you made a name for yourself. Where's your locker? Week, right, with... Uh, uh, with the NFL record, hundred it was a, the longest scoring play in the NFL, hundred and nine yard scoring play. Um, is that the longest possible? Probably because of the size of the end zone. Precisely. Pause? Yep. And I can't remember that gentleman's name, but I'm pretty sure he did the same thing the previous week. Or, or he ran back um, like a punt or yeah. a kickoff. Yeah. He like see this one was just the extra point. But it was still right. a return. But yeah, he had a return for a touchdown the previous week as well. So Perfect. I just want to shout out to the kicking game and special teams this past week. Really threw, you know what I'm saying, made um, some, for some exciting football this past weekend. Now, and and I, I don't know how I skip all of these scores, but um, I also got to give uh, an L to my dog. Oh, the Chicago Bears. Oh, nah, yeah. They, they, they stunk. Let's Bruh. talk about their, their, uh, their total offense. How much was it? One net passing yard and what about the total offense altogether does it list that well that's so that's the passing yards with justin fields justin fields had one Ah. passing yard for the game bruh and was sacked nine times now let's 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 give it let's let's give this let's give this some comparison coming into week three the carolina panthers defense as a team total led the nfl with 10 through two weeks and now in one game they have 10, excuse me, nine sacks. Who, who is they, though? The Cleveland Brown gotcha, team. That yeah, game. with Miles um, getting, I think, four and a half or five of those. Um, bruh, it, 
Matt Nagy just deserves not to have his job no more. And I'm saying this as a guy who doesn't want to see nobody lose their job. But what he did with Mitch Trubisky and and how he failed him and how he literally went – like, the only way that I can figure he decided this week was, yo, y'all want Justin Fields? I'm going to give you Justin uh, Fields. Listen. Five linemen, y'all block everybody else, listen, run routes. Listen. Who did I say should be in Chicago? I mean, and granted, it looks great in hindsight now because – What's transpiring? But who? My man would get more than one yard. I know that. Who? Super Super Cam. Cam Newton. Super Cam. Super Cam. Super Cam. As where I can see it, I think that this was specifically a message from the coach to the team, from the coach to the fans, and from the coach to the media. He's not the guy. No, no, no. To say screw y'all. I told y'all we had a plan. I told y'all we, we were holding him off for whatever, whatever. But y'all have called. Y'all him. wanted him. Y'all said, okay, now we got an injury. Fine. He's going in there. Because at the end of the day, let's not forget, they've got also Nick Foles back there, who very easily and probably Listen, likely should say, have been the starter this, this week. Well, let's talk about this week coming. All three, no one's a, a definitive named a definitive starter for the Bears this week. All three are vying for that for that job this week. And if anything, that's literally just the example of what Mac of Nagy really not knowing what he's doing. The fact that he's willing to not name a starter. How is it at an NFL level? You've got three quarterbacks who are starter level, but you've not yet gone through after four almost four weeks in the season to say this is our starter, this is our backup, this guy is our reserve. And so the fact that he just doesn't know and say, well, any one of the three. Now, granted, part of it could be him looking to get some type of competitive advantage. To say, well, I'm not going to tell y'all who my starter is until the last minute. And I get that. There's a little bit of game gamesmanship there. But over and largely, it seems like he's just really not wanting to be able to be wrong. He's, like, he's not willing to change the scheme. He's not willing to do anything that's going to allow the players to be successful. Because as I was talking about with um, with Justin Fields, he is a mobile quarterback who, yes, I guess you can say he had some escapability. But to put him as a rookie who you already have said was not ready to be able to be a starter level quarterback in the in the NFL. You put him out there with five offensive linemen blocking, no tight ends chipping, no holding in, no bringing in extra anything, and you just put him out there? So it, it automatically tells me that Matt Nagy just doesn't know what he's doing and it's just further solidified who he said has shown himself to be throughout his time in the league. So, yeah, nah, I, I wish the best for, for my dog out there, Justin. But uh, right, it ain't looking real good. So lastly, the last game we want to talk about is the Buffalo Bills uh, putting a hurting on the Washington football team, 43-21, to with uh, Allen becoming the first player in Buffalo history with four passing touchdowns and zero interceptions and a rushing touchdown in a game. High Star, do you think he has kind of become the front runner for the MVP so far this season? Uh, I think it's still too, it's a little too early. Um uh, I think after the first season like this, after the first five weeks, six weeks, we can kind of maybe see a little bit more. But pe- people like him, um, people like him, Dak, there, there's people out there performing, put it like that. Like we, we mentioned it a few weeks back, but people are throwing and there's, my, and there's people catching. <laughs> and they're throwing out there too, yeah, bro. So there's people performing. And granted, like this past week, because I had Emmanuel Sanders on the bench, um, Taboo for in fantasy for you to start two uh, two players kind of on the same team, skilled players rather on the right, same right, team. Right. So I have Stefan Diggs already, 
mm-hmm. and both of them perform. But Emmanuel Sanders actually outperformed Stefan, and you know, it just goes to show how how much their offense is, is clicking right now. So having both of them on a on a team, you wouldn't you wouldn't start both of them. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what I know now. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just I got Mike Williams. That also, I'm just receiver heavy, so that might be a league where I'm looking, you know, right, 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 around for any offers and stuff, any transactions. And so I might save this for the war room, but um, I, I've got some fantasy questions. I mean, in fact, matter of fact, I will save that for the next episode of the war room to ask you a little bit about that. Are you you're a fantasy football guy? Well, you're not a football guy. So. Period. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um. I haven't really got. I've done fantasy football with my friends, but they don't let me play any like after the first season because I always forget to set my lineup. Oh, you're that guy. I, gotcha. Yeah, I'm that guy, and so then people just end up wanting like to get trades from me. So they yeah. they'll say, "All right, who you got?" You know, and any they'll just take my best player, give me their worst player, and so yeah, normally I get kicked off like around you know next yeah. season. <laughs> and now I feel you, but yeah. So make sure you guys check us out on the War Room episodes. We've got another one coming up this week where our, a couple of our ladies had a going down to the wire matchup in the uh, women's league this year, uh, this week. So definitely make sure you keep your eyes open for the War Rooms. But as we get ready to move forward to the NBA, it is almost time for basketball, and we've got the media days coming up. Uh, Two specific stories that I want to talk about with regards to the NBA. Um, And both of them have to do with the coronavirus and vaccination status. We know that several leagues, uh, excuse me, several arenas throughout the league are putting up mandates that require um, players, officials, anybody around the game, including fans, to be vaccinated to be able to come into the arena. Um, And so one of the major people who are kind of Standing out in this instance is Kyrie Irving. He is um, holding out. He does not want to be vaccinated. He has mentioned partly uh, trying to get waivers for religious reasons. Um, I've got my thoughts about it, but High Star, are you okay with Kyrie holding out? Because he's even said so much and gone as far as to say he just may not play home games this season if he has to get vaccinated and just play the away games that allow him to the opportunity to play. What are your thoughts on that and Kyrie's decisions? Yeah, as as disruptive and um as as disruptive as it sounds, yes, I'm riding with Kyrie. Mm. I just I mean, listen, the he's already I think he's already accepted the fact that he's been ostracized to a certain point. Mm-hmm. That whole M word um back and forth debacle showed me a lot about his character and that he's not wavering from any stances that he has in life. So it just um I'm I'm riding with I'm riding with Kyrie just being an, an individual. I, I mean, yeah, you signed up to play as team sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you you want to be the best teammate that you can, but at the end of the day, I think one thing that he's seen that the events as far as the social events during the pandemic that have occurred, especially, you know, the catalyst being George Floyd. Um, it showed him that life is short and that <laughs> that he's gonna live by his own rules. And he's been consistent in that. So with that consistency, I ride with Kyrie, man. Trey, what are your thoughts on um some other players famously and most notably uh, players like Kareem Abdul Jabbar who say if he doesn't get vaccinated, he should be kicked off the team? Um <clears throat> I mean, me personally, I don't feel like anybody should be trying to um, you know, mandate what another person should do with their body. 
although with this being like a, a unique case, I understand because it, it can affect the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I think um, Kareem is too important of a, and again, if that's what he really believes in, he should use his voice for what he believes in. But just from the outside looking in, I feel like he's almost too respected of a person to even put that out there like that. Um, just, again, we don't have all the facts, but um, I don't know. I feel like people should be able to do whatever they want. I saw with, like, the Andrew Wiggins, they denied him uh, for mm-hmm. his religious uh, reasons as far as not wanting to get the vaccination. But um, I don't know. I mean, if I was on the team, I would get it, like, at the end of the day, to me, winning is going to be most important. We need Kyrie, whoever, you know, is the best the team, player on your right. team. You're going to need him. Just get it, you know. Is But, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm not. Let me not, give some pushback if I may. Yeah, yeah, please do. What, with the the team, um, with the team aspect of that, it's for both of y'all. Him getting the vaccine outside of the, the you know, the um, policies that's been put into place or, or like, Besides the team saying like, "Yo, we need all of the teammates to get mandated," what what does the what part of the situation does that help? Um, what as far as him getting transmissions, it? correct? So with him getting it and the full team, there's two levels. Him getting it allows their team to have a certain threshold, which allows them to have more practice time, more time around each other. They don't have to wear masks, and so it, it's imposing. When they ha- don't have that threshold, other players to have to do certain different things. Um, Absolutely. And so from that component and then from the transmission, when you are vaccinated, you are more likely, your body is a lot likely, more likely to be able to fight it off. And so you don't get sick, which also reduces the chances of you passing it around. And which is one of the reasons um, that even around the, like you talked about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he has long since been a proponent of the vaccination saying that it's our jobs as people, as citizens, to be able to try to help the herd immunity and to be able to help really stop this thing. Because the more people that get it, get the vaccination, the more people who have built up that immunity, are that increases the chances and the of everybody else lowering their effects of it, if that makes sense. And so, I, right, and I, I I get that, but it just always has come off that it always seems like the propaganda is get the vaccine so you can slow down your chance of passing it on to somebody else, and then the conflicting information that'll say you can pass it to somebody if you're still vaccinated. It's not anything out. It's yeah. not anything out there that's elocuting. Hey, you guys get the vaccine. You're lessening the chance of you passing it on, or you might be slimming the chances of you transmitting that to somebody else. It's like, no, the answer out there is still, yeah, you could transmit this to somebody else. So it's for your protection. It's so that you, you know what I'm saying? And in that case or in in that scenario, it's like, I don't see why, you know what I mean? Why it would be considered selfish for Kyrie. But I I mean, again, you, you, you explained it where I can understand both sides. I guess my only issue with people wanting to force people to get the vaccine is like, it doesn't, if you if you and everybody like you and everybody that believes like you, I'm talking to Kareem, uh, Mr. Abdul Jabbar, um, get the vaccine. Then in reality, you wouldn't care about anybody who doesn't get the vaccine because you're good. So like, why are you so worried about pushing that everybody get the vaccine when the people who want the vaccine get the vaccine, me. even if somebody who's not you know who gets COVID comes into contact with them then they have a really small chance of anything happening. If you believe in the vaccine that much, then why is it so important that um why is it so important that everybody else 
is vaccinated as well. How about you worry about what you put in your body? You're protecting yourself and, you know, the people you love. Why, you know, why must everyone else do what you want them to do as well? I've always had um, a, a very, I don't want to say difficult. It's, 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 it's a lot for me because I know I have my personal feelings. And then I also know and can see the perspectives from others and, and, and outside. We, Me and High Star have had multiple in-depth conversations on air, off air about it. And so I understand how he feels and I, and I respect how he feels. And you mentioned something just a moment ago, Trey, like, why are you worrying about the other people? I think the herd immunity is one of the largest things. The masks themselves, a lot of folks who don't want to be vaccinated also don't want to wear masks. And so in, in those instances, the mask... No, no, no. I'm saying on the opposite, there's a lot of people that say, I am vaccinated and I don't need to wear no mask as well. And they feel like that. They, they <laughs> Listen, it's so real out here that the music got the play. Nah, the show trying you know to end I mean? itself. Yeah, right. like, all right, that's enough. Y'all right, talk about right, vax right, too much. Right. But now, nah, like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm, I'm vaccinated and I'm still going to wear my masks. Like, Every, if I'm in public, I was walking into the gas station uh, today, yesterday, one recently, and literally was like, 180 and went back to the car because I know I can get it. Now, granted, the purpose of the vaccination in me is to reduce its effects. Having been laid up in a hospital bed, I know what it is. And I know folks at this point are just sick of it. So well, partly for me, it's like if we as a world, not just a country, not just a state, not just sports fans, if we as a world are sick of this and and what has how it's transformed transformed just our way of living why not do the things necessary that are supposed to or supposed to i'm doing the air quotes be the things that's going to help stop it if that be the masks if that be vaccinations now i guess the objections would come in is how do we know those things are the case and that gets into a philosophical trust type thing of the government and all of that let me uh, throw out another objection when has america ever done that when has, like, because you feel threatened by someone or uh, something, you're able to then mandate how other people can move? Like, even, like, with the flu, with other viruses that kill people, right? Even the common cold could kill somebody. Your child goes to school with a cold. They can give it to somebody else. That child goes home, gives it to their grandmother. Their grandmother could also get, whatever, pneumonia and die, mm -hmm. right? So that could happen. But we're not all, oh, that kid has a cold. Put a mask on. Don't, like, no. Like, sit him over there in a the corner. Give him some medicine. Like, so I feel like, I, I don't know they're different, but if, if you're saying if I get vaccinated, then even if I come in contact with um, the virus, then the, my chances of dying or being hospitalized are low. Then what's the difference between the flu shot, you know, things like that? And and that's one of the things and the reasons that I I just don't have that answer. Because even when we discuss the name of have calling a, a vaccine versus um, a booster shot versus a, yeah, or immune or, booster. Right, right, right. Under the immune booster. I don't have those answers. And, and there are so many people who also don't, but then make decisions without mm. actually going and seeking those answers. Facts. Facts. For me, I just, again, the personal option of the personal experience to know the loss that I've experienced, to see the damage that it physically did to my body, how it has killed family members. Like I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and because I, I can tell you, I, I held off for a long time because I didn't like the idea of the vaccine, not because I hate needles or anything, but because of the unknown of, I don't know what it's going to do to me. Like mm -hmm. having had COVID and know what that did to me. And then just the, the, the thought of the unknown. I was like, it's one of those things like for me, I, I, and I, again, the personal like symmetry for me, if 
like my religious beliefs. If I believe that this is what it is and God is this and da 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 da, and if I don't do this, this is gonna happen. People be like, well, what if what if you're wrong? Yeah, but what if I'm not? You feel me? And yeah. so for this, I, I would much rather deal with those repercussions of doing something in the air or in the the mode of trying to protect myself. Similarly to how LeBron James, he was one who early on did not want to be able to have the vaccination. He he didn't want to discuss it. He didn't want to talk about it. But he's come out in media days recently and said, hey, as a result of the mandation, mandates that are out in the different leagues, league teams and, and, and around the league arenas, I have been vaccinated. And so he he's said, come out and said it now to be able to say, hey, I didn't want it, but now I feel like it's something that's necessary. And he has a voice. And so so many people are going to hopefully listen to him to help. But that. I respect that. That's LeBron not saying if you don't get it, you're an idiot like Kareem or right. whatever. But him saying, look, this is what I did. I had a little bit of you know skepticism, but I still went out there and did it. So do what you want, but this is what I did. Like right. I can respect that. Um, but let me ask all the questions. So if you're on the team or if you're a fan of this team, are you judging these players who may decide, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. They end up not being able to play certain games uh, in certain arenas, things like that. Are y'all judging these players? If I'm on a team, yes. As a fan, no. Okay. Because as a fan, do your you. thing. Yeah. But as a teammate, if you're in these trenches with me mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be lockstep, if I've made the sacrifice to do certain things to be able to put us in a position to be as successful as we can, I, I need those from YouTube. And that's why I, I think I most people it. are going to get it. Kyrie's going to – think about you on the Lakers right now. LeBron just said he got it. Come on, you're not. There's not no way it. nobody. So everybody <laughs> in the Lakers is getting it, you know. Factual. I statements. think that's what's gonna happen. They already talking about that in the media, like KD done convinced Kyrie to kind of go mm-hmm. ahead and you know get the vaccine yeah, eventually. So yeah, I mean the, the the two couple the two things that I want to say to conclude my thoughts about the whole situation is I don't know first and foremost I don't know what. Um, <clears throat> You know how we always say they, right? They, they have to get us. They have to. Uh-huh. I don't know who in they that who's included in they that doesn't that didn't get vaccinated, and people don't talk about that enough. You feel me? Right. And it, it, it's your Dr. Fauci's in the world. It's still just not vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get your jab. Okay. That's my and first we'll thing. But know. then the second thing right. is now that the vaccine, of course, is more and more popular or whatever, and, and we're in a society that stuff just goes viral or, or takes on lives of, it of its own. Um, the original... We're just getting away from the original health reasons of the vaccine. Right. I hear every other reason in the world outside of something health-related of people caving or, or you know what I'm saying, conceding and getting the vaccine. And again, it's not no battle or or a war or something back and forth it's a decision you make with yourself but with people that you know have been very strong in their beliefs or or whatever it'll be like it'll Mm -hmm. be situations right like i just came from new york and when Mm -hmm. i was up in new york or whatever like that i went to visit my grandmother i haven't seen her the whole pandemic and everything like that and vaccinated or not she was gonna be giving me the heisman but she really like as soon as I came into the door, like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Like, you stay stay over there in that room or whatever. Like, we could we could talk, but stay over there. And that's like, that might be heartbreaking to somebody where they'd be like, man, bump the health part of it. I, I just want to see granny or something. You yeah. feel me? Or yeah. like with, with basketball, this is the love of my life. I love basketball. I've been doing this my whole entire life. You telling me 
I can't go into this arena and stuff like that if I'm not vaccinated. But see, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. I was going to say, to me, you can't have both. You can't decide, like, all right, I'm going to not get vaccinated. And also, I'm going to be mad that I can't be around my granny or I can't go play bat. Like, no, these are the rules. Make oh, a decision, course. you know? And, and, and honestly, you, you talked about New York. It's getting worse because, like, I, I read an article earlier today that um, certain undo- unvaccinated healthcare workers yeah. are going to be fired, fired. fired. Yeah. and they're bringing in the national guard That's to remove them from their jobs. Yeah, and these are the people who are taking care of the people. They were essential workers like nine months ago, bro. Like, we need you. We need you. Hey, yo, if you won't get this, we don't need you. When in Crazy. reality, I've got a friend who works in a hospital at Grady in, in Atlanta. And they like get one day off a week and then turn around and got called in on a day off because there's nobody else working. So there's already a shortage and New York City is going to get rid of the people. Like to me, I understand that there is there's got to be that balance. There's got to be um, incentives and or in this in this instance, repercussions to not being vaccinated or whatever. But in my mind, incentivizing works. We've, we've heard that there were states uh, out West that were paying people to come and be vaccinated or, Hey, we'll give you this free food. If you show us your vaccination card and stuff. And I can see those types of things, but to tell somebody again, who's an essential worker who is working to save lives. Now, again, it's so many layers and levels to this thing. Cause yes, they themselves are not only, being put in a position to be more transmiss- transmissible with regards to like the Delta variant or to just COVID period, but they then are being a detriment to the individuals who they're supposed to be helping. And so I get that component of it, but to fire somebody, I mean, it, it really shouldn't come to that, but I don't, I don't see an alternative. If you're working in the industry, that's literally the worst place for it, where you're constantly going to come in touch, come in contact with it then what are you really doing? Um, And so with the basketball players, I think with this one, it's a little bit different because similar to how it was with football and they set those thresholds with football. It's a little bit more because they're going to set what the, they're going to set what the thresholds are and set and say, Hey, this is what it is. Y'all need to do it. And folks are going to do it. We know the Washington football team was one of the teams with the lowest uh, vaccinations over the summer. But then when Ron Rivera got the notice from the league was like, yo, so y'all are hovering at 60% and we expect everybody to be at 80. And as the last time I looked, they were at 96% of vaccinations. And so what changed that mind other than financial reasons, they want these people vaccinated so that they don't have to miss games. When LeBron James isn't at a basketball game, they lose revenue. When Kyrie Irving isn't on the basketball team, it hurts them in the standings and they miss revenue. And so when it comes down to the almighty dollar, they're going to do whatever they can to be able to try to get get those folks to to not miss that money. So um, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because you don't want to infringe on people's rights. But at the end of the day, it is a business and they and they got to get their money. So I understand it. As we currently stand, about 90% of NBA players are vaccinated, uh, according to the four-letter ESPN. But um, there are numerous ones of them, not just Kyrie, as you mentioned, out in Golden State. Uh, over in Washington, there are a lot of players, uh, even down in Orlando, there are players who um, just don't want to do it. And they, um, even with uh, Jonathan Isaac from the Magic saying, I believe it is your God-given right to decide if taking the vaccine is right for you, period. Um, and then turn around, he admitted that he wasn't at that point. So... Uh, we'll have to take a look at it and keep an eye on it throughout the season to see how it affects. As you mentioned, those who are built like Kyrie, if Kyrie say he's not going to do it, I really feel like he's not going to do it unless he decides and changes his mind to do it. But um, more than likely, we'll see a lot of those other players move forward and go ahead and get it. 
So at this time, we're going to move forward into big deal, no thing. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. We're going to give you highlights throughout the sports world and ask the fellas if we think it's a big deal or no thing and keep it moving from there. First up, Richard Sherman work is working out and visiting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we know that they have had, uh, they've been decimated in their secondary throughout the year. So uh, start with you, High Star. Is it a big deal that Richard Sherman is working out for the defending world champs? Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Trey? Um, uh, I'm going to say no. Mm. Nah, that ain't no thing. All right, we'll start with you. What'd well, you say? I Why just want to first say that Trey said no thing because he didn't think anything football related is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you okay. said Richard. But, I just think Richard Sherman's but, uh, washed up. Ooh, he's right. washed. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's a big deal. They know that they have to play. Um, they not have to play New Orleans twice um, and then play us twice as well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, again, adding those type of pieces and these type of moves are the things that they did last year that put them in the position at the end of the season to win the Super Bowl, i.e. getting Antonio Brown and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal. Finally, you say that Antonio Brown, who is actually on the COVID list right now, uh, have, have contracted it recently. So you say you say it's not a deal, or no big thing, because big thing as opposed to whatever I just said, uh, because he's you think he's washed? I do, I do, I, and again, I'm not, you know, up all up on football and everything that's most recent in the NFL like you all are, um, but just from like the last time I remember Richard Sherman on a football field, I remember him getting smoked. I can't remember the <laughs> receiver, but I remember that being the headline on ESPN. Like, nah, Richard Sherman, like, stop talking all this mess. Like, you can't really guard people like you used to. So that's why I'm saying that. But I, hey, I could, hopefully he proves me wrong. I could be wrong. I'm going to say it's a big deal also. That's a big deal. And here's why. Uh, so last year with um, the San Francisco 49ers, he had four interceptions, which isn't great, but it's still not terrible. This offseason, he had all that drama that he had with showing up to the in-laws' house, uh, drunk and all of that. As he's been getting through that, he's also lost 15 pounds, which puts him back at his playing weight in his Seattle days. You couple that new energy and that lighter frame with the experience mentally that he has, and even where he may not be able to physically perform the way that he has, just joining that secondary, they've got some talented uh, rookies like D. Delaney that was drafted out of um, out of Miami, but first from the Citadel, low country man, beautiful guy, eight four three Carolina guy. D. Delaney has the skills necessary, but not yet that polish. And a player like Richard Sherman could help him to step up. And so overall, I think it would be a big deal for them. I hate it to high heavens simply because I wanted him in Carolina, but. I do think that that's a big deal for him. As we move forward, Clemson falls to number 25 in the latest polls, snapping the second longest top 10 streak in NCAA football history. High star, big deal or no thing? A big deal. That's a big deal. Trey, what you say? For sure, big deal. That's a big deal. I'm going to make it a three-peat. That's a big deal. What you guys say That's on it? That's a big deal. Uh, it's just the end of an era right now. Um, and Dabble Sweeney came in and took over for Bowden. Um, he was, you know, he walked right into recruit recruitment heaven, you know, blue blue chip or blue star, whatever they call him, heaven, mm-hmm. um, or that's basketball only, I guess. But but you know, the top, the, the big top deals, recruits. the five stars, yeah, exactly, five star recruits, and he's had leaders um, waiting or in the you know in the bullpen or on deck, as you say in baseball terms, for for years. So every time that he's lost. A big receiver, a quarterback, a big safety or cornerback. He's had the top Next one up, the mm-hmm. top one from Georgia or from South Carolina or North Carolina waiting to come in and play. So it's a big deal because it marks the end of an era. It feels like they'll have to 
they'll they'll to me personally they'll need one more year two more years to go ahead and reset um it's still an attractive place to go to school at they're still gonna get top recruits but it's just gonna take some it's gonna take some revamping out there what you say on a tray uh i mean honestly I'm just a chapel hill fan so anything clemson is really You're right yeah yeah for for me this is a big deal i think I kind of agree with you, but then I kind of disagree. The defense is very much at the level that it's always been at with regards to a national championship contender defense. Their problems this year has been exclusively on offense. And DJ DJ did not, uh, as you mentioned, every year they've gone from Deshaun Watson to then uh, Sunshine to now DJ. And so they've had these five-star recruits and expected to just continue on, but he's not played up to the level of a five-star. I don't know if it's his confidence, if it's the lights are too bright for him. He started off this game against NC State that they lost. They dropped them down at 25 pretty good, but then there was just an adjustment by their defense, and he just had zero answers. I really feel like what this is going to prompt is the next five-star next year, or even maybe the the route of the Oklahoma kind of soonest do, and getting a transfer quarterback to come in. Now, we know across the country there's just not a whole bunch of great quarterbacks in, in, in college football right now anyway, but um, I think if they can, are able to get somebody in the transfer portal, but as far as for this, it's huge to, to snap a uh, top 10 streak that long. It's a big deal. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit more uh, when we read the email of the day, but uh, one more Eli and Peyton, Peyton Manning have higher ratings than the regular Monday night football coverage. Big deal or no thing. Uh, no thing. Nah, that ain't no, no thing. thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. I'm going to switch it up. That's a big deal. Why y'all say it's no thing? Um, well, really, it's all going to be under the umbrella and under the franchise of, of Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That So they get so the money again, regardless. I, I, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I also alluded to it, I want to say, on our, our 9-11 episode, um, kind of bringing that to the forefront after the first time that I saw it on the first Monday Night Football game. And it's something that's um, a nice niche or like a little nuance, if you will. But I don't think that it has sustainability where it'll last throughout throughout the season in the post. Granted, you're going to have your your Eli and Peyton or your your you know football guys, mm-hmm. but I think it's one of those things where it's hotter than the regular broadcast right now because it's stuff new. will level out exactly. Yeah, Eli is mad boring to me, so <laughs> I, just don't, I don't feel like it'll work. And see, I don't like Peyton. Peyton with his big head. I ain't like that dude since he was at Tennessee. I hated him when he was in Indianapolis when he Watch beat us slander. in the Super Bowl. I say, he must have scorched y'all. Bruh, I did not like that dude ever. But at the end of the day, they're entertaining. I say it's a big deal for several reasons. Not only do they have insight as, we're being honestly, two of the top 10, 15 maybe quarterbacks in the history of the league. So they've got that unique insight with regards to that. The fact that they're brothers and entertaining that coupled with the fact that they literally bring everybody on their show. This week they had both Bill uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They had LeBron James to come in. They have active football players. And so it's something unique and different. Now, for me personally, I don't watch it because I got ADD and I'm going to be atten- paying attention too much to them as opposed to the football. But I think it's a big deal because it is absolutely – a pivot point potentially for ESPN moving forward with their Monday night football coverage. Uh, We know that this year there was another change with regards ever since um, coach Chucky left to go and coach for the Raiders. They've been trying to kind of almost a musical chairs at this point to try to get somebody to replace him. Uh, Lewis Reddick has been doing a really great job on the primary coverage 
with the um, with the other two fellas that are there with Brian Greasy and Joe Tessator. But I honestly believe that Lewis will be in somebody's front office next year, and so we can anticipate another change coming in in that coverage. And who better than the guys who they've had all the success with this year moving forward? So we'll definitely keep an eye out on that moving forward. So lastly, in big deal, no thing, I'm going to pass it over to my guy, Trey, uh, who's got a topic for us. Yes. So the East Side uh, Golf Club, two young uh, black men really taking over the golf apparel game um, and partnered most recently with Jordan. Um, But yeah, what do y'all say? A big deal. That's a big deal. Of course, I'm going to go ahead and put it out for the culture, man. That's a big deal. So tell us a little bit more about them, fellas, man. Yeah, so um, I I'm, I'm, can't think of their names right now. I need to go look them up. But just their IG is Eastside Golf. Um, and they, man, they created some dope apparel for uh, golfers. And it's not like your typical, like, polo that's going to be like, well, you could button it all the way to the top. But you know what I mean? It's not the, mm-hmm. like the preppy polo nautica look um it has like a more urban feel to it but still professional and clean something that'll be you know accepted in those type of arenas but still standing out being unique so i when i saw it i saw them on the uh, earn your leisure uh, podcast where they were just talking about how they got the whole deal with jordan and how two young black kids even got into golf so that story man uh, i'm not a golf person really but Mm -hmm. um just seeing their story i saw like steph um really wearing their clothing cp3 has really been wearing their stuff. Um, uh, Dwayne Wade, I think, was uh, heavy. CC Sabathia, I think, is real um, involved with them. But really, what got me, man? They um, they just dropped a Jordan Four um, that's like has the their like Eastside Golf logo on it, uh, which is Dope. fire. Their logo is fire. But um, I wish the 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 fours, the Jordan Fours, have the little golf spikes at the bottom. If I could figure out a way to get them golf spikes off, I got. You just want to rock the joints. sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Or right. I say it's a big deal. Like I said, just for the fact of the culture. Um, not into golf heavy either, but um, I know on next week's episode we should have our golf expert on to talk a little bit about the. Ask um, him about that. Yeah, and we'll definitely put him on. See, see what he knows about them and rock with that. But yeah, for the culture, man. Shout out to those fellas, man. Uh, and hopefully they'll be able to, you know be prosperous and keep blowing up where they are yeah, all right I, go ahead my fault yeah no i was gonna say also um you know big deal because again the spotlight that it does put on the culture i just wanted to highlight finesse game golf apparel um that's actually our frat brothers um clothing line and it's in the same it's in the same vein and it's in, in the same lane if you will so it's always good if you have that that spotlight being shined so bright on um east side golf that some of that light is you know eventually going to to shine on like companies like finesse game golf apparel and, and stuff like that so make sure that y'all follow them on on ig because we are biased and subjective here that's our people's that's family so um but yeah no nah, it's definitely a big deal and shout out to Eastside golf for show sure. all right and lastly before we get out of here uh we've got one email that we are going to read for you guys today Email comes from a guy, Chris. It says, hey, fellas, enjoying the show. First time writing in, so I'll get straight to my question. With the recent vulnerability of Clemson, do you think the Gamecocks have a chance to beat them at the end of the year in williams Bryce Stadium? 
Thanks, Chris. Well, Chris, we appreciate your email, and for that, you will get a Carolina Sports Talk Magnet. Uh, I've got your address here in the email, so I'll make sure I shoot that out to you. And for any other other listeners, if you want to be a part of the show, make sure you send us a line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We'll read your question on air, get you some hopefully insights to it, and get you some nice swag out there too. But, fellas, college football, do you think that Clemson or Carolina stands a chance to beat Clemson at the end of the year with their vulnerability that they've shown so far? Don't ask me. <laughs> I mean, uh, because of where it's at, of course. Yeah. So I'll just say that. It's, um, Chris, you said it there. You know, it's in Williams-Brice. Um, they're, they're not going to be playing in Death Valley, and Clemson's already have a shaky year. And your rival's going to – your rival's get up for you. Pause. So Big facts. For me, it's going to – as much as the Carolina fan in me would love to say yes, um, and as much as Coach Beamer has changed the culture there in Columbia, the team looks even more competitive than than, than they have in the past several years and just a, a, a desire to want to play. I know at the end of the year there will be some freshmen who will get a chance. Um, I'm looking at one in particular, Mr. Omega Blake, freshman wide receiver out of Rock Hill. I'm expecting some great things from that young man. He's not yet had a chance uh, to get on the field, but I'm hoping that by that time he will and just – Overall, I want to say that they are going to have a shot, but uh, realistically, I think that defense is just going to be too much. Luke Doty has not looked like himself coming back from injury so far this year. Um, and so, unfortunately, Chris, I don't think, even with the, the recent vulnerability on offense that they've showed, that that defense is just not going to let it happen. So, unfortunately, no, I doubt that it's going to happen. Well, fellas, I appreciate you rocking with your boy this week. So, Trey, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you at on social media. Let them know any projects you got going on, anything you want to highlight to folks. Nothing going on, man. Just low-key over here. Uh, you can highlight me, Dope Digitals with a Z on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. But appreciate you having me on, man. Oh, for sure, bro. We'll have you again. Hi, Star. What you got going on this week, man? Not much, man. Just trying to keep keep my uh, head down and stay on the grind. So just um, had some technical difficulties going on with couple things with the mixes, but definitely check out all of the mixes that are posted on Mixcloud already. You can find that by going on my uh, Instagram at DJ underscore high star and following that link tree that's in the bio. And once again, you know, it's your man, Big Cliff. We appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. On Instagram, Facebook at carolinasportstalk.net. Nope, just at Carolina Sports Talk. Or make sure you make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. Until next time, hey.